TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Obviously, this state police traffic ticket scandal is a, is a massive story. And there's obviously a lot of nuance to it, a lot of things going on. And, and one of it is, you know, how the... The police unions are responding to it, and the headline in the current, another Connecticut state police union, no confidence vote as traffic ticket probe continues. The author, Edmund Mahoney, you can read it all at current.com, joins us now on Brian & Company and WTIC News Talk 1080. Ed, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Brian. Fine, thanks. How are you? I'm good. So let me get this straight. So the rank and file are mad at the at the leadership of the state police because they're not defending the troopers enough. That's my understanding, but they, the rank and file have been mad at the leadership for a long time. I think the first no confidence vote was two years ago and three years ago now in 2020. And they felt that he wasn't defending the rank and file enough back then, but there've been two more votes smaller groups um, in the last couple of weeks the lieutenants and captains voted they had their own union they voted two weeks ago and then the the leadership you know the, the board of directors and the officers of the union voted no confidence again yesterday and the last it's... two votes focused I'm more sorry, on the uh on the defense or the lack of defense in their view of uh, the troopers as a result of the ticketing situation but do the unions at least acknowledge that this is a massive, massive problem? Their point is, is that it's not like every trooper is involved in this. So why are you throwing the baby out with the bathwater? Well, I mean, I think they're upset that there's kind of been a racial component injected into this thing. And it's I, I think what they're, they're concerned with the, the commissioner, Ravella, is that in their view, he's been too accepting of criticism before anybody's done an investigation to find out exactly what happened. Huh. I mean, I, I, it's, I always, you guys from the current are good journalists. You don't sort of buckle on this, but I mean, is there something to that? Is there a validity to this response? Well, I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, what I, what I know is that, you know, the union, the, the, the police, the state police uncovered this situation. They identified four, Troopers who were writing phony tickets, you know, four years ago or so. I think it was 2018 or 2019 around there. And they kept it in-house. They, you know, that's the way the police handle things. They don't want the public to know. They kept it in-house. They imposed some discipline on these guys internally. And then years later, this thing pops up. And the, 
the, the chief state's attorney's office takes the case and they start looking into it, but they don't have the equipment to do this kind of investigation. I mean, the legislature hasn't given them the ability to convene a grand jury or issue investigative subpoenas and that sort of stuff. They could go up to the police and say, a trooper, and say, tell us what you know about this ticket situation. The guy say, I don't feel like talking to you. And that's the end of it. So they they worked on it as the chief state's attorney's office and some state police troopers worked on it as best they could for a year. And finally, I think in the beginning of July, the uh, the FBI and the United States attorney's office agreed to take it and they can bring uh, more more the grand jury and other tools to bear on this thing. But, you know, what what's come what I've been told has come so far of it is that there really isn't. It's kind of a haphazard thing. I mean, people are writing tickets for a variety of reasons, and there there really isn't any you know underlying conspiracy it seems to this thing. So, no, I mean, so, so you mean like they're not like they're hey let's do this so we can make more money? It just sort of happened in pockets. Well, all some over people the place. may have been. It looks like some people may have figured out a way that they could bump up their overtime by by producing you know tickets for non-existent offenses. Um, there's a, 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 a practice in the state police that if you, if there's a fender better accident and you respond as a trooper and you investigate, you know, someone falling too closely and hitting somebody's bumper or something like that, you write a report and you write a ticket, but you don't get credit for the ticket because it's part of a fender bender. So what they would do is they'd file their accident report and issue the ticket and then log out and then log back into the system and write another ticket so they could get credit for it. So basically what you have there is you have two tickets for the same offense, which skews whatever data uh, they're trying to develop out of this process so they can determine who's getting arrested and how how frequently and that sort of thing. So, I mean, you know, some people seem to have just done it for no reason at all. I mean, one guy refused to identify the ethnicity of the people he was arresting because he felt, in his view, we're all Americans because we've been in the in the United States. So he didn't put down what, you know, black or white or whatever. He put down Native Americans for some reason. So, you know, when you look at that, you try and figure out what's going on. I don't know what's going on. Uh, and I don't think anybody does at this <laughs> point. Nobody will know until it's all over. Well, it's, it's, there's a lot of levels to it. We're talking about Mahoney of the Hartford Current here on Brian and Company. Because on one side of it, like, it's obvious, like, cops, state troopers, any law enforcement, they don't like investigating each other. Right. They don't want to get right. their cohort in trouble. And mm-hmm. so and and so in some ways you have to have some sort of third party investigator. And I'm pro law enforcement. I'm just talking about this intellectually, looking at it from 30,000 feet. There has to be something in place where they they shouldn't have to because it's hard to be objective and they're not going to want to go after their own. And so that's 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 number one. Number two is I, I really hadn't thought about it in these terms that. Data and statistics fuel policy, which fuels funding, right? So if, the, if we can't rely on the data gathered from arrest records and citation records, then it really skews where we've been appropriating money and how we've made policy, right? I mean, so that's where the trickle-down yeah. is. But I think the purpose of the data collection was to ensure that there isn't any profiling going on, no racial profiling and traffic stops to make sure that, you know, one group isn't being pulled over and stopped disproportionately when compared to other groups. And so the concern is that by screwing up the issuance of tickets, 
the, the, the data is messed up and it's no longer accurate. And I think when this audit came out a couple of weeks ago or a month ago, whatever it was, it, it, it created the impression in, in some quarters that this thing was done intentionally, that these tickets were being issued intentionally to hmm. to cover up some disproportionate uh, figures in traffic stops. And, and so far, from what I've seen, it doesn't look to be the what, case. What, what investigations have taken so far don't, don't support that. And I think there's some concern on the part of the union that, that people are jumping to that conclusion. Huh. Hey, real quick, before before we let you go, we only have a couple seconds here with Ed Mahoney, the Hartford Current. You go to current.com to read this stuff. What happens next? I mean, I, it's going to be interesting because the the United States Attorney's Office still hasn't acknowledged that it has the case, which huh. is kind of weird because, you know, the, the state authorities have all acknowledged that they have it. But, I mean, for whatever reason, they don't want to admit that they're doing this. So they're going to have to do what they're going to do. The interesting thing is that the, you know, the chief assistant United States attorney happens to be married to the private lawyer who the governor has appointed to do an independent review of the process, the, the data collection process that led to this problem. So it's going to be interesting to see how they deal with that. Somebody's going to have to recuse themselves, I guess. Hmm. Um, and I don't know why. If I was a trooper and I had some criminal exposure on a criminal investigation, I would go and talk to a lawyer who's doing a process investigation because it jeopardized my Fifth Amendment right. So the feds are going to have to figure out how they're going to move forward with this thing. And, and once they get going, they'll try and keep it a secret as long as they can. And we'll try and find out what's going on. Yeah, it's a mess. And it seems like the no confidence vote isn't going to impact the employment status of, 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 of these gentlemen either. So uh, listen, uh, we got to go. So. Um, right. We appreciate the time. Again, uh, the piece is at current.com. His name's Ed Mahoney. Ed, have a great weekend. You too. Uh, Thanks, Brian. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 